Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Alliance Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Today, February 12th, 2023, members of the congregation came forward to share stories from the revival at Asbury University that started this past Wednesday. The following is our lead pastor, Paul Smith, sharing some of those stories. Let's pray. Jesus, we don't deserve any of this. This is all grace, and you have more to give. Holy Spirit, come. Evaporate our fears. Evaporate our preconceived ideas. You are loving, but you're not controllable. Heal the wounds in us, Jesus, that no one sees. And Father, do in us what you can only do in your, which only you can do, conform us into the image of Christ. And the church said together, amen. It's only happened twice where I've had a plan on Sunday morning and God said, I have a different plan. Today's the second, today's that twice moment. I have a message prepared, ready to go, but it's not going to be preached. And yet the story and the message of what God's going to, God is doing among us will be told this morning. I don't want to assume that you know what is going on at Asbury University. Well, what's happened is the chapel that started on Wednesday is still going. It's 86 hours Strong, and we'll pick up again this afternoon at 1.30. I do not want to capitalize or manipulate um, our time together, but I do see from history that when God has moved on a university, it has a tendency to overflow into the churches, and he invites the churches into that work. And I think we are a strategic church for this work because of so many of our spiritual children and so many of our brothers and sisters are part of that community. I am so encouraged with the leadership that is guarding the purity of all that's going on down there. David Thomas and Zach Meerkrebs and others that are here this morning are walking that razor thin line of not living in fear and yet not getting caught up in a frenzy but always having this singular pursuit of Jesus with humility and grace. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a little bit to share in one or two sentences of how God has met you. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet this God who has been met by so many. And maybe you need healing, or you're just so spiritually tired or dry, or there's no life in you. It seems like God is fulfilling his promise that God gives grace to the humble. Romans, does, Romans 5 does say, say this, and hope does not disappoint, does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he has given us. 
And we believe that we're seeing that happen. Let me simply read some statements that were posted about in, from individuals about what they've experienced the last couple days. Yesterday, I was surprised. Asbury University had a regular scheduled chapel on Wednesday morning. It started at 10 a.m. and was to end at 10.45, except that yesterday it didn't. Students were dismissed as the gospel choir sang, but it seemed like no one wanted to leave. A deep sense of awe settled over the place, and people continued in worship. It was still going on when I came by the chapel around 3.30. There were hundreds of students in the chapel singing quietly, praying earnestly for themselves, their neighbors, and the world, and reciting scripture. It was still going on when I came back to chapel around 3 p.m., and it was still going on 14 hours later after it started. This seems unforced, so authentic, indeed unpredictable. I was struck by the palpable sense of hope and joy and peace in the place, it was immediately obvious, like, obvious why no one wanted to leave. The good news is true. Taste and see that the Lord is good. One of the world's leading theologians who regularly lectures at Oxford wrote this. I cannot describe this adequately, though it's my job to describe things adequately. I've never seen anything like this. This is about 36 hours from when it began all day yesterday, and apparently a small group was praying in the chapel all night long, and then students began pouring in mid-morning, and it's been nonstop. It's a mix of contrition, hope, and joy. As I approached the chapel, I could hear the sound of worship. This is where everyone was. Walking in, I realized I was entering holy ground. This was day two of revival, worshipers staying all night. It was apparent that these young people were not caught up in revival, but in the revivaler. God had come. There was no words on the screen because the worship hadn't been previously prepared. Everyone sang new songs, old songs. They lay prostrate in the aisle. Others were standing, still others were grouped together, praying in the corners of the room. Between songs, worshipers stood and confessed their sins. Young and old participated. God was no respecter of persons. He is pouring out his spirit on all who seek him. Later, all music, later, as music played, we were invited to come to the altar and repent. I wept as I came to realize that my trip down to Asbury was not praying for these young adults after all. I needed this. My soul needed this. As I was at, it was at that moment, I noticed that many around me had no shoes and in some cases, no socks. We indeed knew that we were standing on holy ground. Yesterday, around 11 a.m., following the chapel, there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Hughes Auditorium. It continued all day and night with students and community members now seeking God in prayer and worship. God does this at Hughes Auditorium. There's a thin line between heaven and earth, and we get to experience the joy and the unity and the healing of God. There have been multiple generations praying fervently for one another. 
students confessing bondage to sin, people praying for a deeper desire and hunger for Christ. I've heard voices lifted up in prayer and song. I've seen college students from other campuses arrive expectantly. In fact, 22 other schools have joined in. I've seen hands extended in prayer asking students to be commissioned to usher revival in their own campuses. People just keep coming through the doors. If you haven't come through the doors yet, you should. God, he is moving in our hearts, mind, and souls. I'm alive to be present to attend the revival that is happening. It's been a 12-hour day for me, and it's still going since yesterday morning. I've watched many make their way to the altar to say yes to Jesus for salvation. It's been glorious. Steve Siemens writes this, Revival produces Christians who are faithful, bold, and unapologetic. That's why we need it so much. Christians who find their joy and satisfaction in God. Christians with a love and passion for holiness. Who will gladly lay lay down their lives for Jesus. Who are not looking for a prosperity gospel. But as Amy Carmichael wrote, a chance to die. Revival causes the church to move forward in purity, power, and unity, in boldness, in confidence, and in witness. As a result, God's people are able to withstand the cultural pressures of conformity and compromise. They refuse to be seduced by the gods of their culture. I wound up staying for over an hour. In this time while I was there, I could not get over the certain distinctive qualities about the atmosphere. The words that came to mind were gentle, sweet, peaceful, serene, tender, and still. Some people were singing, others mainly praying. But there was something like a blessed stillness permeating in this place. No one was swinging from the chandeliers. In fact, it was quite the opposite. What made this so wild was how unwild it was. Just as we prepare to return to the field next week, God does this, such a gift. This is not history repeating itself, but God repeating itself. So many young people hearing and contemplating their callings for the first times. Others coming to rededicate their lives to Jesus. And some meeting Jesus for the first time. What happens happens in me here and continually rekindles my daily devotions of why we go to the fields again and again A price was paid that compels us to make this known to the nations. God continues to be good. I am 77 years old. I was reared in the church and never experienced anything like the revival going on at Asbury University. Just up the street where I live, the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit has come. Thank you, Father, for allowing me this privilege. About 84 hours in, I'm listening, watching, and praying, and honestly believe affections are being transformed and directions of people's lives are being altered.
In my own life and experience, um, I heard about it, and I just figured, well, I need to go down there, because that's what I'm supposed to do. And um, I went down there and, of course, got to work. And Jesus said, no, that is not why you are here. And just um, at the altar, I said, why am I here? And I slowly just began to realize just how lukewarm spiritually I had become as I'm around a place that is filled with the Holy Spirit and the warmth of his love. And began to realize how comfortable I had become being lukewarm. And I hate to admit it, there's times of just spiritual coldness and being okay with it. And then my experience is just one of prayers of repentance, confession, belief in God's forgiveness, and a renewed passion for a singular belief or a singular focus, a treasuring Christ. We don't have enough time to waste time, folks. Just a singular pursuit of Christ an obedience and a treasuring of him. Thanks for listening. Here at First Alliance Church, our mission is to passionately pursue God, extend life-changing hope, and disciple people to be spirit-empowered followers of Jesus. To learn more about our church or to hear other sermons like this one, visit us at facleax.com.